2: Greetings, my fellow galactic travelers, and welcome back to Planet 8. This is your mission commander, Larry, speaking to you from our hidden base. Chief Engineer Bob is here by my side, as always, in the command center. And circling Planet 8 in our orbital spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer, Karen. And on this episode of Planet 8, we're going to take a little bit of a trip with you today. We're going to take a journey These are movies we'll be discussing today that coulda, shoulda, woulda had a sequel, but for, we'll discuss the reasons why. Straight away, we'll kick it up to me, your mission commander. Um, This is something I've been thinking about for a while, and uh, I'll just let you guys know, doc savage the man of bronze i remember watching this movie as a kid and um this is before like the superman movie and and um you know my my love and affection for you know the marvel universe and and all that stuff this movie um came out in like 1975 74 75 something like that and um Help me out here, Walker. Uh, Doc Savage, he's in the DCU now, but he was like part of a...
0: Well, he was a pulp hero back in the 30s.
2: Okay, all right. You're right, yeah. Same
0: as like the Shadow and, you know, other characters. The
2: Phantom right. and... Yeah, so this movie comes out and, and it, it, you know... It, It's brilliant because in the first 15 minutes, not only does it explain to you who Doc Savage is, it introduces his like four or five best friends, one being a scientist who has like a little piglet in his arm. They don't explain why he just that's his pet. Uh, There's an electrician, uh, uh, you know anyway doc savage is this adventurer slash i don't know i guess detective very well to do he has this wonderful tower and this is before cgi so they have these wonderful um matte paintings of like this huge eagle on the side of the building and you know it was it was like this perfect mixture it was not before you know the the iron man movie and and you know the the well actually i guess the Original Batman movie from '66 had come out, but anyway,
1: but it was actually the Tarzan that? series, which also starred Ron Ely. There you go, very true,
2: yes. And so it stars, <coughs> excuse me, um, Ron uh, Ely. Is that Bob? I think it's Ely, yeah. L-E-E-L-E. Ely Ely, yeah, uh, very handsome man. This is produced by George Powell. And it was directed by Michael Anderson, who had previously directed another big-budget adventure around the world in 80 days, uh, which was a 1956 Best Picture. Okay, I'm not going to read any more Google. Um, It it starts with him, Doc Savage, out in the, like, Antarctic tundra. And, And he's on this sled, and he goes up to this, like igloo and and it's covered in snow and he puts his hand on the outline and this metal door opens up and he's in there and in that igloo it explains that you know he's studying astronomy he's studying chemistry he's studying you know and they have all these little shots of him doing various things and then he's called back to new york city um his friends explain to him his father had been assassinated and so the mystery then begins who killed his father. And there's this like an Aztec warrior that's trying to kill uh, Doc with a rifle. Um, and and so they all go after and try and find him. Fortunately, the guy falls to his death. Um, I don't want to give away the whole movie, but it's, it's very exciting. Uh, some of it is tongue in cheek. Um, as a kid, scared the crap out of me. There were these snakes that would float in the air and, and it was like smoke. You know, you you'd try to like hit them with the bat and they'd dissipate and then they'd come back together and they'd bite you eventually and you were a goner. Um you know there, there's Aztec gold, there's there's car chases. Um Doc has no kind of armor or uh uh utility belt or or anything like that it's his intellect his strength luck and his friends um it would have made a fantastic like three picture you know it was like indiana jones before indiana jones you know before the readers of the lost ark and who knows what it meant i mean you know it could have been doc savage on the moon or um there were there were a lot of uh, well not a lot but there are like you know, pulp books out there talking about his stories. There's comic books about him. So he could have had some wonderful adventures. He, he maybe could have you know met a girl and and had like a little uh you know romp with her in some adventure. um and bronze baby.
0: <laughs> the baby of bronze you
2: know <laughs> <laughs> they could have got a copper tone to you know sponsor <laughs> oh no that's copper not bronze. But anyway, it it you know I watched it again b- before we podcasted, and it's one of those films. Yeah, you know some of the matte paintings you can kind of make out, and you know the snakes aren't as the the you know floating snakes aren't as you know maybe scary as they were as a kid. But it still you know Jasmine. Yeah, you know, I was talking to the guys before we started filming. Whenever. Lieutenant, I, I can gauge a film if it still holds up today. When Lieutenant Jasmine, she's watching a film, looking at her phone, watching a film, looking at her phone. When she puts the phone down, it's a good film. <laughs> um, so, so this uh, she dropped the phone on this one, <laughs> um, and there, there never was a sequel. There, you know, there could have been, there should have been. Um, there's always been talk of you know bringing Doc Savage back, but for whatever reason, you know, maybe I know they, there was well, what, well, I don't want to, I, I might steal some of your guys' thunder. So I won't mention some films that should have had sequels. Um But, you know, George Powell did some good stuff. And, and this is one of those. um This is one of those gems, the theme song to Doc Savage too, Bob, if you can find that, and and use that uh, as our our uh, intro to this or our uh, outro. That would be phenomenal because I, I love that. It's basically the marching band song.
0: I was going to um, say, is not it like John Philip Sousa's the the March or something? It's it's like very yeah uh, recognizable.
2: Yeah, and they're able to put Doc Savage, dun dun dun, Doc Savage makes you want to get up and salute.
0: <laughs> Do you know, Larry? Is it? Uh... Are there any issues with the rights to the character? And that might be why nobody's done another Doc Savage movie?
2: You know, I I looked into that. That's a great question. I couldn't see that. You know, the the only thing I found is that in, in December of 75, George Powell, was re- reconfiguring there was talk of a sequel and it was going to be a TV series. And then nothing came of that. The sequel was going to be called doc Savage, the arch enemy of evil. And, um, yeah, it, it, for whatever reason, you know, they they started playing around and putting a first, second draft of the script. And uh, as far as I know, George Powell owns the rights, um, but I don't know, and, and now it's you know in in limbo. You can you can rent it, you know, on on Google or Amazon or whatever voodoo uh, service you use. Apple, you could know, buy it for like uh, ten bucks, um, mm. you know. But it is a fun and exciting film, even by today's standards, in my humble, commanding opinion. Um, so it's going to be a coin toss for who goes next. And uh, Chief, why don't you give us a little uh, something something that you'd like to share? Is
1: something, uh, some coulda, shoulda, woulda. Well, I was pointing out to everyone before we started. Sorry, Courtney, I am wearing my Planet 8 hippie shirt. Uh, <laughs> T public now has tie dye shirts available, so I just had to get one. So and I'm, wearing love. My, I'm wearing my hippie glasses with. Me, yeah, I'll it. take them off because my neck's starting to hurt. I can't look up because then I get the reflection of my screen. <laughs> right there, man. They should have oh, yeah. sequel to X, the man with the X-ray eyes. No, oh, hey, that's that a, was a, not a, that anyway. was not one of my films though. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I can see. So, those who know me, it will be no surprise that one of the films I chose was brad bird's the iron giant and uh that would have been ripe for a sequel been ripe for a series of films but when it initially came out the marketing department of warner brothers went to brad bird and said okay what's the song he says well there's really no song okay so what's the cute animal we can push well there's really no cute animal well, then what's the you? we can't promote this film. We have no idea how to promote it. And so it came out with no promotion, little fanfare. Initially it was supposed to be the film that revitalized Warner brothers animation department, which if you know, Warner brothers, I mean, Looney tunes, Merry melodies, that whole thing, you know, that and, uh, what was the, the basketball one space jam? Those were supposed yeah. to revitalize everything. And then, yeah, obviously they knew how to promote Bugs Bunny and all them, but um, Iron Giant, they just couldn't figure it out. Now, since the Iron Giant came out, it's become a cult classic, and then I think it's pretty much evolved into just an actual classic, and it's got a large following. It's ripe for a sequel, but, uh, you know, and for those who have seen it, uh, you know, the Iron Giant, spoiler alert, sacrifices himself at the end of the film to stop an atomic bomb that's heading towards the town and he's blown to pieces. And so Hogarth is in bed and he hears a tapping on the window and the tapping is this bolt that was basically a jaw bolt from the Iron Giant. And it just starts, it jumps off a ledge and he runs to the window and sees it like going across the field. And then it cuts to the Iron Giant's head up in the Arctic with one of his, anten- his antennas going beep, beep, beep. And all of his parts heading towards him so he can reform into the iron giant. So, you know, it's not like he's gone. They could have made a sequel, but absolutely uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, that was probably one of the last of of the movies that were like full cell animation, you know, since then it's been CGI or it's been cell animation enhanced with CGI or what have you. But, uh, this was the last movie, I think, that was like pure cell animation. And I think it's one of the greatest animated films to come out of America. And that's including Disney's whole library. I would take Iron Giant over just about anything. So, yes, it should have had a sequel. No, it did not. And, uh, and I believe if you go to Amazon, I think there's like a, a whole book on what happened with the iron giant, like all the mistakes or whatever, the, where Warner brothers dropped the ball. But, uh, yeah, that would, that would be my number one vote would be for the iron giant.
2: I, I love that movie, Bob. That is a wonderful pick. Um, you know, the bond between the robot and Hogarth. Oh, I'm not gonna cry on the podcast, but <laughs> if I were to watch that film oh, following the, the, the man Tears would come out interestingly enough, this film came out on my birthday uh uh-huh. back in whatever year uh, uh it came out and uh ninety two ninety three one of those ninety two ninety three yeah this was Vin Diesel, one of his first professional uh, performances. He was, he was the voice of the Iron Giant. He was, this is before he did Groot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he pretty much had the same dialogue in this yeah. movie as as The Guardian. It was just one or two words. But, you know, you got to give it to, to Brad Bird. And, uh, man, you, you saw this movie, Walker?
0: I have seen it. It's been a very long time.
2: Oh. Time to revisit. <laughs> it, it, I'm gonna go watch it again.
1: This yeah, yeah I watch it periodically. I just never gets cool. yeah. Yeah. I mean it's got it's got humor, it's got warmth, it's got yeah. great characters. Uh it takes place in the fifties, so it has that whole kind of motif. Uh right. there are songs in it, but they're not like the characters don't sing the songs. They're just like 50s hits in the background type of thing. Right. Um and it's just very cool.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good pick. Good pick, Chief. Uh, let's kick it up to the satellite. Walker, what do you got for us?
0: Hey, okay. so my pick. Is a film. Uh, actually, just rewatched this a month or two ago, uh, came out in 1984 with a very long title, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. So this film, um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is pretty hard to describe. It's a science fiction film, but it also has a lot of comedic elements. It has some romantic elements. Um, It's an adventure movie uh, all about a scientist um, who is named Buckaroo (laughs) Banzai who is played by um, uh, Peter Weller, who also played RoboCop, and he is not only an adventurer; he's a scientist, a neurosurgeon. Um, he drives a rocket car, and he's also a a, a uh, rock star of sorts. And so, similar to Doc Savage, he uh, he has a band of sort of merry men who escorted him on his adventures who are called the Hong Kong Cavaliers. And so the whole concept with this originally, and this was um, directed by D.W. Richter and written by Earl Mac Rausch or Rauch. I don't know how to pronounce his name, obviously. Um, They wanted to sort of revisit those pulp heroes of yore. So they were kind of doing a riff on Doc Savage and that they had this guy who was um you know multi talented brilliant you know adventurer guy with his band of uh you know talented people around him and they would face all these different um adversaries and and go on quests and stuff and so uh the movie came out did not do that great probably because people didn't know what the hell to think of it <laughs> like what what is this thing And so, um, interestingly, though, at the very end of the movie uh, with the credits, it said Buckaroo Banzai will be back in Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League. So it set it up for a sequel. And everybody has been like, well, when's the sequel going to come out? When's the sequel going to come out? Well, because it didn't do that well, you know, the studio is like, we're not going to make a sequel, but people have been wanting some sort of sequel. Um, to the film for a very long time, and so a lot of different things have happened over the years. Um, you know, there have been comic books, there have been various attempts to get a sequel off the ground. As recently as 2016, um, Kevin Smith was involved in trying to get a TV series together. Um, the problem was, I think, with that. Um, he had to walk away because I think there was an issue with who owned the rights to the actual Buckaroo Bonsai character. Um, MGM has theatrical rights, but then it's not clear about all the other rights to it. Apparently there's some sort of issue about how it can appear in other things. There have been some comic books and then, um, Earl Mac Roush, however you say his name, um, he wrote the sequel in 2021, um, which was this Buckaroo Bonsai versus the World Crime League. And you can you can buy it. It's out there um, and it's, I guess, a very long rambling kind of book. I don't know. I apologize, sir, if, if I'm misrepresenting your work. Um, but anyway, there is, there is a version of the sequel in existence, but not a film version. And I don't know, from what I read, it's it doesn't look like we'll get a film version anytime soon. And of course, we wouldn't get it with the original stars because it's been 40-ish years. So they'd have to redo it with other folks. So that's one that A lot of people wanted to see a sequel. We haven't gotten a sequel, and we probably wouldn't get a sequel the way anybody wanted to get a sequel. So it seemed like a natural, kind of like what you were thinking, Larry, with Doc Savage, like, oh, you got this team set up to go out and have adventures, but it just never happened.
2: Yeah, it's sad. Uh, That is, uh, to this day, a cult favorite. Yeah. And um, Peter Weller did a great job. Um, You had... um, Oh, God, Doc Smith. Um,
0: oh, well, you had Christopher Lloyd in it and yeah. John Lithgow. Lithgow
2: uh, was wonderful, as always. Yeah, um, Lithgow
0: did a, a great performance as like sort of an alien stuck in a human body. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious.
2: Um, we'll see what happens with the actor strike and what they come up with uh, with regards to AI and Deep oh. fakes
0: and I don't want to see any of that stuff. Oh my God! Don't say it. Don't say it, dude.
1: Yeah, but you know, you'd say what you will about all these myriad of streaming services, but they're all looking for content. So you would think, you know, maybe they'd go back and they're always redoing or revisiting old shows and things. Uh, you'd think they'd go back to a property like that or Doc Savage and. You know, revitalize it on Disney Plus, HBO Max, somewhere. Oh no, I guess it's I agree Max, Max now. But
0: yeah, I think the big uh, problem with this one is it just seems like the rights. There's a rights issue that when it, it got like sold, and then they're not sure that it's sort of like the you know the title on a car, and they're not sure who actually has the title. Yeah, I think completely. that's kind of what's going on with it. They're not sure like if they're well, if it's clean and that they can pursue
2: it the actual uh batman series the 66 series was in limbo for
1: decades that was because a big it was mess Fox for a Warner Brothers or then yeah. The, yeah I mean it was it was just like mess yeah it was like 20th century Fox owned the show but Warner Brothers owned the character and it's like yeah plus from what I heard every little cameo had to be signed off because
0: Oh, boy.
1: You'd have, like, they'd be climbing up the side of the building on the bat rope, and the window would open, and Colonel Klink would be there. (laughs) Not as Warner Klemperer, but as Colonel Klink. And so, okay, that's not owned. Hogan's Heroes is not owned by 20th Century Fox, Mm -hmm. and they had to go get that written off. Or Lurch comes out, they got to go get that written off. So it just took a long time. And there's other shows that... Yeah, you know, they use like music in certain episodes that the rights have lapsed and they can't get the rights to the music. So Malcolm in the Middle is a perfect example. The Drew Carey shows another one. Mm. Where they just aren't available uh, on DVD or Blu-ray because of all these entanglement of rights issues.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it sucks. So um, it's a good
2: pick. Another good pick. Commander? Uh, the commander, uh, you know, uh, Ganja and Hess needed to have a sequel, could have been a trilogy. now oh god, <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna say Batman versus Superman. Uh, well,
1: not directly,
0: don't get him started,
1: but yeah, we're, we're gonna go down that rabbit hole, aren't we? Let's go down that Snyder hole. Um, <laughs>
2: Batman 66 <laughs> came out with that. Uh, 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 I see what you did there, Chief. <laughs> we'll leave Mr. Snyder's hole alone. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you know, as a side note, he did something on Netflix right now, and I don't know if it's trending or not, but it, it popped up in my feed. So,
0: Oh, uh, something Moon, Rebel Moon is coming yeah. out.
2: Yeah. It was like his take on Star Wars or something like that? That's
0: what people were saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, awkward. Anyway, um, Batman 66. So before William Dozer created the Batman series, or as he was creating the Batman series, he wanted to make a big screen version to generate interest in the series. And so we got that Batman movie. Um. It it had the cast that would appear in the TV series, as well as Julie Newmar as the Catwoman. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Well,
0: it was uh, in the TV show. Mary but, Maryland. yeah.
2: Thank you very much. Um, we got Batman and Robin. We got the Penguin, uh, Burgess Meredith. Help me out with the Joker.
1: Cesar
2: Cesar Romero.
1: Romero. Romero. Cesar That film was done like in between the first and second season, right? Let me see.
2: Uh, 20th Century Fox refused because it would have to cover the entire cost of the movie. Well, it would only have to share the cost of the TV series. But the studio acquiesced after a 1965 screening of the 1943 Batman
1: serial. Uh, The film features many characters. I don't know, Bob. No, I remember succinct, succinctly because I was like six, seven years old at the time, and and the first series that came out it was really popular. They made the movie, and with the movie they had the budget to make the Batcopter and the bat boat and the bat cycle, and then use those in the second season of Batman.
2: Okay. I apologize. My my notes are not what they. Should have been. uh, The film needed to make 3.2 million and it made 3.9 million. Hot damn. I I had that written down in my notes. (laughs) Uh, ABC, the network which previously aired the Batman television series, first broadcast the film. No, that was on broadcast. So theatrical, July 30th, 1966, between the first and second season of the TV series. Bob, you're right moderately successful at the box office the bat boat featured in the film was created blah 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 you don't need to need all uh hear all that kids but it had the batmobile the bat copter the bat boat
1: and the bat cycle with the sidecar with robin bat repellent shark spray yes and uh, you 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 Probably seen, like, gifts and
2: stuff online with Batman with this huge, like, cannonball bomb, like, running around.
0: Can't get rid of a bomb.
2: That can't get rid of a bomb. Um, this is a very fun movie. Yes, we had the Batman TV series, which is great. But I would have loved to have seen some additional theatrical... 1966 Batman movies, hmm. um, before uh, not Burt Ward, but Adam West before Adam West passed away, they did two animated Batman. Yes. Features. And I think they're on Netflix, Bob, do you know, or is it on, on,
1: uh, I believe so. But, uh, oh, the brilliant thing though, was, uh, they had William Shatner, and who was the other actor that did? Uh, they teamed up as two villains. Hmm. That was just like a brilliant move, and it's like the. Uh, so I think Hold William Shatner was Two Face. Yeah, Shatner was Two Face. And who was the other villain in that one?
2: Old on animated.
0: Shat hole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know why I that Batman Returns the Return of the Cape Crusader um oh, the
0: Crusader so yeah Nope. well here we are, folks, doing our research
2: during.
1: How do you like yeah, that? Yeah, I shouldn't have brought it up.
2: <laughs> we didn't anticipate this. So,
0: we, we definitely we, did not.
2: You, the listeners, can Carry message on, us, us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, email us, and we'll send you one of those groovy t shirts that Bob is sporting right now. If you get <laughs> us a chance, Larry's account. Uh, yeah, Commander Leary's going to foot the bill on this one for lack of research. uh, uh Weber. And I'll, I'll send that. Uh, I'm sorry, what?
0: Stephen Weber is Alfred. I'm trying to figure out who the other actor you think is.
2: Is let the listeners answer. I, I will buy them a T-shirt. We we support our listeners that okay. way. Okay. So so write in or message on one of our social medias. Uh, anyway, uh, other than those animated versions of the film, there was never a, a, a Batman 66 continuation of this movie. There was a TV series, and that is a crying shame.
1: Let's kick it back to Bob. What? I was, I was looking up out of curiosity. <laughs> I've already got the T-shirt, so I don't have to win one. But, uh, no, no it's, it's in here somewhere, I'm sure. Anyway. I found the internet movie database, but uh, I'll um, look at it after I go over my second I, film. I, I will abstain and wait to be surprised by a listener. So I Scouts on him. <laughs> no, it's either that or I'll just like wake up at like three in the morning and go, <laughs> right, That's who it was. <laughs> Reynolds! No, just kidding. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't that. But anyway, um, just to have, just to hear Shatner and... West, act and chew up the scenery between the two of them mm-hmm. is, was brilliant so anyways uh, my second film I believe I would choose John Carter ah. uh, from Mars or on Mars well when it came out they only caught see that's what I think was one of the problems it was, it was a good film it deserves a sequel but they didn't call it John Carter from Mars or the novel it was based on was princess from Mars, but they were afraid to use Mars because obviously since then, I mean, the novels were written back in the 18, you know, late 1800s by Edgar Rice Burroughs. And, uh, there were a number like a dozen different novels of John Carter and his adventures, which I'm sure they, completely intended on making a big series of movies out of it but um two problems one problem like i say is they were afraid to use mars and uh it was basically they went through the whole movie and then at the very end just before the credits up came the title john carter and right below it said from mars but you know mars in the novels was barsoom So they could have just, you know, John Carter from Barsoom or whatever. But people just saw the title John Carter. And and what the heck is this? Who's John Carter? What's this about? The other problem is that things in John Carter, which seem like they are cliches. Those started with John Carter Mm -hmm. and was made cliched by subsequent sci-fi novels and films and whatever. So, you know, it's hard to, like, leave things out of the whole John Carter lore because they've been done to death by other franchises, even though they originated with John Carter. So Disney, for whatever reason, in their infinite wisdom, proclaimed John Carter was a bomb, like, months before it even came out. And, uh, you know, how do you know it's going to be a box office bomb? You could get word of mouth. You could get, if you actually pushed the movie and promoted it, people might have liked it and watched it. But Disney and their infinite wisdom used it as a write off and just let it sink, totally sink. And uh, it's definitely ripe for sequels. There's plenty of novels to base other films on. There is rumor popping up every once in a while that they're going to do a John Carter series on Disney plus, you yeah, know, limited series or something, but so far nothing has popped up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a swashbuckling space, uh, type adventure, which I know you've heard that before, but yeah. before star Wars and before all the others, it was John Carter that started all of that. So, um, I would say definitely there should be a John Carter sequel, and we're holding out hope that maybe, perhaps, Disney Plus may do a series someday. But, um, you know, good. John carter it's the same with Tarzan. John Carter and Tarzan were both written by Edgar Rice Burroughs, mm-hmm. and both have had a hard time getting a foothold, you know, whether it's Greystoke or Tarzan of the Apes or whatever it keeps having a hard time getting a foothold to get that sequel or get that series of movies going. Even though, I mean, you can go back now, read the John Carter novels and, you know, they're just as entertaining as they were over a hundred years ago. So yeah, there you go. Well, that's a good pick chief. Let's kick it back
2: up to the satellite. Walker, what do you got for us?
0: Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. So this one bends the rule a little bit. Uh because
1: she's a rebel.
0: This one I gotta do is <laughs> this is near and dear to my heart. Actually, and cuz right now, where is he? Right there. This is an Arnold sequel that I really want. But it's a sequel to a sequel because what I'm talking about is the long-rumored. But not happened King Conan movie. Uh. Ah. For years, now it's we're getting into decades. There's been the discussion of following up Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer with King Conan. So showing Conan later in life after he has, you know, successfully conquered and become a ruler and You know all this other stuff but again it's this whole thing with rights to the character and so there's this dude frederick oh my gosh i gotta i gotta i i wrote this down i cannot read my own writing malmberg frederick malmberg is this gentleman who owns the rights not only for the Conan movies, but also for a bunch of other Robert E. Howard characters. And so it's up to him, whether King Conan or or they've been calling it also maybe Legend of Conan movie gets made. And uh, we know that there are scripts, Um, different people have written scripts for this story. John Milius, who wrote the original Conan the Barbarian. Movie has a script, and Arnold has talked about it. And you know, it would be like Conan, uh, you know, king of some land, you know, back in whatever mythological days, wherever Hyboria, uh, whatever that he lives in, uh, leaving his kingdom to go on some sort of last adventure, right? Um, and playing it, you know, the same age he is, not trying to show like a young Conan, not doing uh, de-aging or anything, but having like an older Conan. Um, And Schwarzenegger has wanted to do it, still is interested in it, but uh, unfortunately there's no movement on it. And there was uh, an article came out earlier this year where they had talked to Schwarzenegger and he said, well, um, they had talked to Malmberg about it, and he he said, oh, I'm getting a deal with Netflix to do it. And then Schwarzenegger asked Netflix, and they said, oh, we don't know anything about it. So it's just really um, sort of confused or just it doesn't seem like anything's necessarily happening. And, you know, as as Arnold gets older, the less likely it is that this thing would go through. So I would hope they could get their act together and do something soon. But, you know, it it just may not happen. It may be one of those things that remains a shoulda, coulda, woulda, unfortunately. That is
2: a very, very good. I would love to see King Conan going on an adventure and Arnie can bring his little donkey friend with him (laughs) that he has at his farm in his house.
0: Wait, I've got I've got to feed the donkey, and I've yeah. got to feed the puppy. Hold
1: You made that movie? Just... It was called Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: you know, I've I've always felt there needed to be a, a sequel to the first Predator movie that had Arnold, kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis and in, in the right. Halloween, you know, where where the uh, it's it's um what is that thing that the soldiers get at um not PTSD? terrestrial uh ptsd ptsd mm-hmm. and he has this house with all these spikes and guns and turrets and you know it's 30 years and the summer is very hot the world you know and then here comes the predator and arnold's like ready to to go at it I, I think
1: it would look more like that commercial with shatner and the gorn in <laughs> the Star Trek game and they reenact their battle but it's like really slow and they get out of breath
0: they had some different scripts out there to, to bring uh, Schwarzenegger back into Predator but nothing you know they yeah, couldn't never... they couldn't come together on it I mean one that sounded really good was where they they did they had another person as the main character but they finally like tracked down where Dutch has been like Hiding out, and yeah, like he had a house all trapped up and everything, and they, he turns consultant for them and tells them like, "Here's here's what you have to do," you know, and he Just helps them figure remember out. Remember to get
1: to the chopper. Get to the yeah, chopper. The first, <laughs> <laughs> you need a chopper.
2: <laughs> there is a wonderful three part series on netflix of schwarzenegger uh his life up to now
1: it's really
0: good
2: part yeah bodybuilding the second part movies the third part politics and he is so honest um i I was discussing this with my mother the other day and i'm like you know when he was running for spoiler alert when he was running for governor he's like someone comes out and says well back in the 70s arnold smoked dope and he touched women inappropriately And his advisor said, Well, Arnold, we can we can spin it this way, we can spin it that way. And he goes on camera and he says, Look, it was the seventies. I smoked dope and I touched people inappropriately, and I'm sorry for that behavior. But me today, and it was like, you know, if you lived in the seventies and you didn't smoke dope or do whatever, so anyway.
0: It was was pretty refreshing. He seems to have a lot of insight into himself. Mm -hmm. And he seems like he also is in a place now where his ego isn't a big thing. Like he knows he's done things and he's achieved things and he's pretty satisfied with that. And he's more focused on wanting to um, give back a lot. No, and I I don't know if that's just from having reached a certain age and and you know achievement in his life, but yeah. it's it's kind of refreshing.
2: Yeah, it, it's a good it's a good series if you get a chance to watch it. Um. Okay. Well, my next pick um, starred, believe it or not, John Travolta, Ernest Borgnine, Eddie Albert oh my god yes and bill shatner yes (laughs) what happened walker one of my favorites i'm talking about the devil's Devil's reign reign. really (laughs) no not really (laughs) i would don't get me wrong i would love to see a sequel of that film i mean just the list of stars sounds like a joke it's but like it's,
0: a love boat
2: <laughs> it's a love demonic love boat <laughs> um anyway uh if you haven't seen devil's rain check it out it, it's as interesting as all get out how could i not talk about the flash movie
0: oh i could think of a lot of ways
1: flash um. Um. <laughs>
2: Not that flat, <laughs> although that would be a good sequel, too. Yeah, there you I go. I do love that movie. There's a documentary, too, where the star is talking about, you know, this disagreement he had with Dino De Laurentiis. And so Dino's like, well, screw you. And he, the, all the ADR, all the audio, the voice was another actor.
1: Um. Anyway. Sam Jones? The, yeah. What's that, Bob? Is so that Sam Jones? Yeah. His his dialogue wasn't his dialogue. No, nope, it's not his dialogue. He pissed off Dino De Laurentiis, and he said, "Screw you, get the hell out of here," or something like that. <laughs> Sam Jones didn't have an accent. <laughs> no,
2: no, I'm saying Dino De said that. Um, his, his
0: his Artie Johnson Nazi accent. <laughs> <laughs> De <DeLaurentis. laughs>
2: That's my best Italian I can do. I'm sorry, okay. Hey,
1: interesting.
0: When my monkey die, everybody can <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um this year,
2: 2023, the Flash movie, Ezra Miller, even before the movie was released, people were talking, well, Grant Gustafson, you know, you, you need to CGI him into it. And get, I, I don't know Ezra Miller I I don't know why he did the things he did and if you don't know about this I don't know all the things he did I know a few things Google it if you're interested if you haven't seen the Flash movie go see it go watch it don't let people tell you what you should and shouldn't like right you may like schnitzel you might not like schnitzel that's okay that's up to you Um, Ezra Miller Michael freaking Keaton The Batman You know, if you have an opportunity to watch A Star Trek movie with Bill Shatner And Leonard Nimoy, do it Batman (laughs) Um, I've talked about this a lot I'm going to give time to my friends here so he throws one baby in one microwave. It was to protect the kid, not cook him and eat him. A lot of people are hemming and hawing about that. Oh, the CGI is not that. Look, the CGI, it was, it was a representation of the time stream. It, it wasn't supposed to be this like crisp, you know, representation of, of minutes and seconds and years going by. <sighs> Sometimes people just get on my nerves. So all the critics and all the Rotten Tomatoes and everything said, ah, no. Ezra Miller did a good job acting in this film, and, and he he played two versions of himself, and Michael Keaton, and he gets to say, "Let's get nuts for that!" Oh, and had this movie done well, not only would there have been a flash sequel, Batman, more Batman movies, but now. And yes, Ben Affleck did have a small part as Batman, but no Superman, no Henry Cavill, so I don't want to hear no Batman versus Superman stuff here. There was a Supergirl, Sasha Kale, Calais, I'm not sure. Uh, wonderful job. She would have got a movie too. She would have got a sequel. But now, there's always comic books, kids. But anyway, I hate to end on a on a sad note. So let's kick it over to Bob, who's nothing but shits and giggles. Take it away, Chief.
1: Lift up our He's spirits. Happy. That was <laughs> one of the ones like rooting for Grant Gustin to get the role. I was never really a big Ezra Miller fan, not because of the things he did or didn't do or whatever. I yeah. just I just don't think he makes a good Flash. And, and see, that's that's cool. I, I can I can respect that.
2: Um, I did like Grant's work better than Ezra's, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and you saw the movie, right, Bob? You saw Flash. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, I did see the It wasn't the movie. that bad, right? No, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: are, are, okay. you, are you reviewing it or are you saying it deserves a sequel?
2: I'm saying it deserves a sequel. Okay. Um, despite the reviews. Despite everybody else's reviews. Yeah. my My review is um
1: despite, despite everyone pooping on his film
2: yeah and, and maybe not so much which happens more than i'd like <laughs> don't get the italian mess uh, upset again uh, but um I, look we could have got a flash sequel who knows what he could have done in the next one um i was more excited about getting a batman sequel out of this than anything else um yeah but uh, it was a good movie. Could have had a good sequel. Maybe some other sequels for some of the other characters. Um, well, we'll, well they're, never see that.
0: They're reshuffling their whole universe, aren't they?
2: They are reshuffling most of their universe. There's rumors about another Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie. There's talk about maybe bringing some of the Snyder people in after they revamp. Uh, so, so I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. One of the things at the end of the flash is they paid homage and used footage and, or CGI of some of the actors, spoiler alert, that have played um, versions of Superman and Batman and whatnot. So, you know, it was kind of a, kind of George Perez, the, the multiverse, infinite crisis on infinite earth Seemed like it was kind of going, like in that direction, they were kind of playing an homage, you know, to that thing. And and so you saw George Reeves Superman, you saw Christopher Reeves Superman, uh, with Nicolas Cage. Yes, Nicolas Cage. You know the the George Reeves was in it, right? Yes, yes. Did, you know, who knows where they could have went with it, but it, it's a fun movie. It's it's worthy of of me owning the actual physical media. Um, I will tell you, um, Doc Savage is streaming now, but a couple of years ago, he was not streaming. So I I had the physical media. I have it on DVD. It's it's not on Blu-ray yet. And, you know, we always talk about physical media versus, you know, the clouds and all that stuff. And you never know when rights will go away and elapse and vaporize and you won't be able to stream certain
1: things. So if you you like it... always have it to enjoy. Right. Exactly. So, Bob, uh, so, well, what you got? We're uh, taking a bit here, so I'll be quick on this one. <laughs> um, for those watching on YouTube, you'll notice over my shoulder, like right here, is a bust of, it's hard to see, Storm Chaser. T- oh, A torch. <laughs> so there you go. I, you know, if you listen to our episode on hidden gems and, you know, films that should have done better than they did, um, I, I went through a whole thing about speed racing. and, uh, I definitely enjoyed the movie. People didn't understand the movie. It's like, they just, uh, Oh, there's all these colors and movements. I'm going to get epileptic seizures watching this thing and whatever. And, You know i I always say it's kind of the reverse of roger rabbit instead of being cartoon characters in the real world it was live action characters in a cartoon world and uh, i thought they did great emile hirsch made a perfect speed racer and um the rest of the cast really matched their characters and a lot of the uh yeah just seeing the mach 5 on the big screen and live action was just amazing and, um, you know, again, this film did not do what they expected it to do. The Wachowski brothers were the ones that, uh, that produced it. And, uh, sadly, one thing they got to me was, uh, Peter Fernandez who was the voice of speed racer and racer X. He even got a cameo in the film. He's at the beginning as one of the, the announcers during the race. And, uh, it was just like shortly before the film came out, I ended up doing the last interview with Peter Fernandez before he passed away oh, wow. over on sci-fi Japan, but, um, great guy. I kind of knew him over the years. So it was like sad to see him in there. But, uh, from what I hear, I've even heard rumors that Emile Hirsch was shopping around a script for a sequel to speed racer. Hmm. And, um, obviously not a lot of success right now. Rumor has it that JJ Abrams is working on a speed racer series for Apple TV plus. So I had to get Apple TV plus for Monarch, the Godzilla series, and now I got to keep it for speed racer whenever that (laughs) happens. But, um, you know, I grew up with speed racer. One of my favorites, um, now, the Blu-ray set. This head behind me here, Speed Racer, um, that contained the whole series, Go 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 in Japanese, Speed Racer in English, and uh, there was a uh, sequel series that was made, and uh, that's in there. Uh, showed on local TV here for a little bit, but they only showed like maybe half a dozen, maybe a dozen episodes. The whole thing's on that on that uh, big Speed Racer set. So, uh, and of course, I do have the movie on physical media uh, on Blu-ray. I really would look, I think it would be just great if they had a 4K version of it, or if they released it on Blu-ray in 3D, because if people think that all the colors and everything happening was going to give them an epileptic fit, just to see all that in 3D would just be amazing. So they could do that with the original film. I'd be happy. But, you know, it should have would have should have could have had a sequel.
2: That's a good one. Let's kick it up to the satellite walker.
0: Well, this this uh, episode was challenging to me. I, I kept thinking, well, what's something that should have had a sequel? I got a little bit punchy. Then I was thinking about it the other night and for some reason, this is not my pick, but I just was thinking, what about them? Remember the movie Them with the ants? And I was thinking you could have, like, a sequel that could be all of them or more of them. Yes. I mean, no, that's that's not my... But, you know, you never know. You could do it like Alien and Aliens, and you could just have more ants. But, but
2: yes. I mean, you, you could do Realistic Them and just have the ants laying there and they're arms flapping because it doesn't have enough strength to lift their bodies boy that really
0: upset you that time we were talking about the scientific article about <laughs> why the insects couldn't exist at giant size
2: that was the biggest Steve moment we've
1: had on the podcast
0: oh my gosh well
1: see my whole thing about them them is a perfect example I think of a perfect movie yeah this within one movie it doesn't need it us. doesn't need sequels I was so
0: I, I thought about this. Perfectly
1: self-contained film.
0: It, it, maybe, and I'm not convinced of this. So you know, you guys can chime in. Um, I thought about Logan's Run because there were novels that were sequels, although the the novel, the original novel, ends very differently than the film ends. But they had Logan's World, and they had Logan's Search. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you you might be able to do it where he, you know, travels around the rest of the planet and tries um,
1: to... Marvel Comics had a comic book series on it, too.
0: Yeah, it only lasted, like, seven issues, though, so they didn't get very far with it. And there was the TV series, too. Yeah. Uh, So maybe you could do it, but I'm not convinced you really need a sequel for Logan's run. I'm kind of like it the way it is. And I don't even want to see it remade. I keep hearing that they're going to remake it. The latest thing I heard was they were going to remake it, but put a female lead. And even though I'm very pro-women, I don't see the need to remake it and do it that way. I just like just leave it alone. So yeah, I couldn't really uh couldn't really come up with a good third option.
2: Those are great no, those those are great discussions and, and... You know why why they should or should not uh, have had a sequel. I mean, if if you think about, because I agree with you guys, them beginning, middle, end, boom. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about the Matrix movie. Keanu became the one. He he sees the code. He he he. You know, that's it. Yeah. But they wanted to make more money or whatever, and so we got a second, and we got a third, and we got a fourth, and I don't that's, know. That's I just, what
0: I understood like I felt like at the end he was omnipotent but then when we get the next movie it's like oh he just does really good kung fu and flies so it was like and they were
2: able to lock him away how? he he knows how to go through walls and it didn't make any sense to me and it, it, yeah, I,
1: yeah
0: I, 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 I didn't care for them
2: you know you take something like alien and aliens I mean that that, that was brilliant how they were able to Make a sequel that was, you know, it it paid respect to the first film and was as good, but went in a different direction. It was more action-adventure.
0: Right. They basically turned it on its side and went into a different genre, and it was just as good as the original, but it went, you know, a different way.
2: Yeah. Or, Or like The Terminator, beginning, middle, and end. And when they announced a the sequel, what, well, it involves time travel. Oh, and that is, in my opinion, as good as the first one, but kind of a little more action. It wasn't as dystopian, you know.
0: Well, and they could have just done a rehash of the first one and just sent, oh, there's another Terminator after him. But, you know, they made it so that the Arnold Terminator was a protector and then you had this more advanced model that was hunting them, yeah. you know. So you got to to play around a little bit with this concept of could this this robot, you know, develop emotions and things like that. So you know, again, Be a they, protector
2: they, instead of a destroyer,
0: right? They played with the concept a bit, which I don't think it, the other Terminator sequels haven't been nearly as no. interesting. Nor
2: were the Alien sequels, in my opinion, right. But what do you think, Bob? What what's something that got sequelized that should have never been sequelized?
1: Well, like I say, I didn't really, couldn't really come up with anything. I figure if it shouldn't be sequelized, it probably the first one probably shouldn't have been made in the first place. i <laughs> so throw out, I don't know, throw out the Twilight movies. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, but, my friends, yeah, no, I just. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, King Kong was a perfect movie. The original King Kong. And then they had Son of Kong, which is a little comedic and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, they probably didn't really need to do that. That's true. That was just making a buck. You're Kong alone.
0: That's how I feel about Jaws. I do
1: you know De is Kong? Did you really need King Kong Lives? True. I don't think I, so.
0: I have still never seen that. It uh-huh. just
1: You don't need to. I was going to say, you do need to just, no. just so you can suffer through it like I did.
0: But I know I mentioned to you guys Jaws because I feel like Jaws is the perfect movie. Well, there's a few perfect movies. And it's it's just like like you said, beginning, middle, end. It's a complete story. It's It clicks on every level. And then they make these really crappy sequels that are just, you know, mostly rehash or like oh now it's in 3d Woo-hoo. right but they're just they're just such garbage compared to the original um yeah just a disservice to the original film
1: i agree did you really need a sequel to the meg <laughs> did you need the meg
2: <laughs> this takes us into our sensor suite Guys, what have you been watching over the past couple of weeks? Anything uh, on Disney
1: Star Wars related? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm watching a little bit of that, but you know, it's weird because like lately I, I mentioned last podcast we were kind of going through crime story, but um lately we've been coming outside and sitting in the backyard and looking up at the stars. Hmm. And it's like I was just amazed how with the naked eye, no binoculars or telescopes, nothing. Watching the stars, there's a lot of stuff going on up there. You'll see, like, you'll be watching the stars, and suddenly one will start moving. You realize, oh, that's a satellite
2: that's
1: mm-hmm. going across the sky. We also caught two nights in a row. Well, I caught the first night, and then Debbie and I caught the second, of Elon Musk's satellite train. Have you heard of that? Starlink. It's like 20, 22 satellites in just like in a row that orbit the earth. And so you're looking up and suddenly these looks like 20 stars all in a row. They don't move, you know, they don't get wider, narrower. They just all in a row going all the way across the sky. And it looks pretty damn interesting. Very impressive. Mm. So... We actually have done that. We've caught a couple. We we started because of the, the meteor shower, the Leonid meteor shower. And we did see some meteors. And that lasted, you know, for, for like end of the week, you could still see meteors shooting across. So that's kind of what we've been watching. Nice. Uh, Walker, have you been watching Ahsoka?
0: I have. I've been enjoying it. Um I, you know, I, I've always liked that character of Ahsoka, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Really? Uh, I think, yeah, I, I have. More, I, I, although I find, I find the portrayal of her much more stoic than I, I found her in the animated series. So I'm curious to see if there's maybe an explanation or if there's just... If she'll start to show a little bit more of her um more playful side. So we'll see. But I'm enjoying it. I think it's, you know, so far it's been pretty interesting. So I'm looking forward to more of that. And
2: did you see the uh the last episode of The Clone Wars?
0: Yes, it's been a while.
2: But. Yeah. And it, because I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Rosario Dawson's portrayal is a lot different than, you know, the animated series. It was a very sad moment when she realized, you know, what had happened to the Jedi and to the clones. And and I remember that that episode ending, it was a very somber ending. And then she transitions her character into the rebels series and, and Rebels to me was a little more playful um, than it would have its serious moments. And then, you know, at the end of Rebels, you know, with Ezra and and Grand Admiral Thrawn. So I don't know. Um, she seems like a samurai to me in in this live action version of, of the show.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it's helped with the... Sort of Japanese music they've been playing and things like that, and I mean they've always had that concept of the samurai, even back with Lucas in the original movie, yeah, so that doesn't so, surprise me
1: Bob, you're not watching a silk at all you're no, I'm watching it and i I don't watch any animated stuff, so uh oh. no reference to that, but yeah. Yeah, it's okay but probably,
0: probably makes it a little less interesting if you haven't followed the characters. I'm sure it's a little harder to suss out what's going on.
2: Hmm. I'm assuming Ensign Michael is like loving Ahsoka.
1: I don't know. I think he's kind of watching it on his own, but Hmm. I haven't heard his uh, take on it yet. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um,
2: So the the series is taking place uh, after Luke defeats Vader, or before? I have it's to think After about Return of the Jedi, this takes place after Return of the Jedi, but before Mandalorian, or has the stuff in Mandalorian no, this, also happened I, as well?
0: Um, I thought the stuff in Mandalorian. I thought it was concurrent with Mandalorian. So she's
2: already met Grogu, and okay, okay. I, uh, I'm i having fun with it. I will, we'll see where they go. After this, though, there's no Marvel TV or Star Wars TV shows that I've heard of coming up. Second season of Loki's coming up. Oh, you're right. Second season of Loki. Because I'm thinking with the strike, we're going to have a bit of a desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know viewing wise uh, for TV and movies yeah. Well, I
1: mentioned earlier that, before the show that Daryl Dixon starts next weekend Daryl Dixon so that was in the can before the uh, before the strike the The whole series or are they the half and half no, I think the whole series okay there's not that many episodes like Dead City played the series straight through and then what was it like 12 episodes or 10 or 12 yeah uh Interesting. Uh,
2: have you guys uh, purchased anything, uh, picked up anything? Are you
1: reading anything? Or Well, other than that, big 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot. <laughs> um,
2: Bob was so happy when he got that skeleton.
1: We've been texting. Oh, man, I've been trying three years to get that thing. Yeah. So uh, other than that, though, I mean, we did have Godzilla Fest, which was just a a blast, a big rousing success, probably our most most popular show since the original Godzilla Fest back in 2004. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I got... I blew the bank there, but one thing I got that was pretty cool was Nick Chev did an exclusive poster for the show, mm. which had... Our special guest was Tsutomu Kitigawa, who played Godzilla. And so... He did this poster, if you're looking on YouTube. If not, I'll try to scan it. It's kind of big, though, but it's all the different Godzilla's that Kitagawa played and Kitagawa's picture down the corner, and I got him to sign that. Nice. And then my friend Dell had a really cool King Ghidra from Brain at the show that he was trying to sell. He didn't sell it, so I bought it afterwards. There he is, in all his greenish-blue glory.
2: Wow! The
1: wings. Gotta find somewhere to put it back here. Is somewhere. that like
2: what is it? Bob, like Bullmark?
1: or is it a certain kind of? Uh... This is Gigabrain. Gigabrain, okay. So, came out in I think 2012. Mm. It says on the foot. Um, and then also, I guess the cool thing was that uh, the Monday after Godzilla Fest, uh, Kitagawa and Jim Serenella had nothing to do that day. So they came over here and hung out in the Monster Garage. We went down and had, had burgers and then came back and hung out in the Monster Garage. And Kitagawa sat there and played my Ultraman guitar and, and just like looked around at all the stuff, all just like amazed and uh you only kind of get like one view here where i'm at i set up another camera just a heck of it where you can see there it is (laughs) i'm down here in the corner (laughs) all one wall the monster garage there's a couple more walls but i only have the two cameras so there you go best i could do but uh, now it was a blast just to be able to say, hey, Godzilla was in the monster garage and Godzilla played my creature from the black lagoon pinball machine.
2: So. God, that's pretty cool.
1: Very cool. Um, where's the giant skeleton? He's down in the basement, down in the Bob cave, okay. still in the box, taking up like half the basement. <laughs> I told Debbie, you know, once Halloween's over, I, yeah that box is not going to fit where we generally store all the Halloween decorations. So we might have to pass them in. It might just throw the box out and pass them in part by part or <laughs> we leave them up all year round and, you know, oh. <laughs> dress them in, you know, a Santa suit or dress them in a leprechaun outfit or
2: depending on the season. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Star Spangled Banner hat, top hat.
2: Bob was texting. He's like, He's the little devil on my shoulder. Buy it, buy it. And Jasmine was like, no, no. <laughs> so I would text him, like, ah, they got a I lost. My... <laughs> and then Gordo, it was like, you got to get a Gordo from yeah, Spirit. Yeah, got a
1: Gordo. That was the uh, four foot, four foot, I think, pumpkin at uh, Spirit Halloween. We're, we're going to need a. Oh, man. We're, we're he gonna like need... lights up, and then the top half of the pumpkin, like, springs up and you see all these pumpkin guts and it's it's really
2: cool. We we're, we're going to need a sensor sweep where we throw some videos of of the stuff shooting off in the backyard.
1: Oh, right, well yeah, whatever we do for Halloween, we'll we'll take a video of it for the show. Cool. Uh Walker, anything cool
2: happening uh up in the satellite? N- nothing
0: to compare to all that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't purchase a lot of stuff anymore. Um I did go to Vegas, had a good time. Right. So so that's that's no
1: small thing. <laughs> so,
0: you know, that was fun. And went to the Shelby uh, Museum slash automotive plant and got to see a lot of really cool Mustangs. So that was that made me happy.
2: Do they let you sit in them or you just get? No,
0: you do not get to sit in them or touch them. Yeah, but you can look at them as much as you want. So
1: See, that's like um, when we went to the Peterson Automotive Museum; and they had all the Bond cars there. Nice. I come down the spiral staircase, and right there was the DB five from Goldfinger. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like a I could hear angels singing. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I could not sit in it. Unfortunately, it, it's sad. I, I was in Detroit for a, other than
2: Planet Eight conference. And um, the hotel we were staying at, they had all kinds of GM. The GM offices were in part of the hotel on the lower
1: floors, but they wouldn't let me sit in the Corvette. And I was like, why? (laughs) Um, Someday when I win the lottery, I'm going to get a mid-70s vet. But there you go. (laughs) Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. So you had a
2: good time in, in Vegas, Walker? Yep. That's good. I uh, off camera, we were talking about the uh, atomic energy museum, and I have a magnet from there, and it was like Miss Atomic Energy of nineteen sixty four, and she basically has like a silver like onesie with like a atomic cloud
1: kind of banner she's holding. Well, that's the kind of that's the kind of clothes we should be wearing these days, <laughs> according to you know people predicting the future back in the sixties.
2: Yeah, I, I remember walking through it. It was like they had a replica of you know where they had the blast for the for the atomic bomb out there in the desert and they had like you know i don't know if it was the actual countdown and stuff but then after that i didn't really understand much more what was going on in the museum but it was it was fun and interesting um, well, yours truly had a, a wonderful opportunity. Unfortunately, I could not go to the concert at the Valley High in San Diego, but my niece Kayla, I am a big fan of Creep Zotica. And their stuff is on YouTube and Spotify. And the what is it, the Creep on the Roof, this is a tiki mug. And the, the goof on the roof is, the you know, mascot up on top of the Bally High and um this was a really cool for those of you on YouTube I'm showing pictures of this tiki mug limited edition uh the guys were out there playing I missed it but Kayla was able to pick up the mug for me so uh I thank her for that um Creepsotica they got some Halloween themed music too as well it's kind of a little creepy kind of exotica um also Got this. For those of you that watched the WWE, before she was in the WWE, she was on a local horror show, would you say, Bob? Creepy Coffee Movie Time. Creepy Coffee Movie Time. And uh, yours truly was never on Creepy Coffee Movie Time. I would watch I it. I was. Bob was. Three times. Trifecta. <laughs> uh, Shotzi Blackheart sent this. Buddy, uh, she's a fan of the Creature from the Black Lagoon, as most of us are, and she made a little Buddy representation of herself as the creature. Um, shout out to Shotzi. Uh, her sister, Shawnee, if if you pull up Shotzi, you'll see Shawnee is uh, battling cancer right now. Uh, they have a GoFundMe set up for her, so if you guys can help her out, that would be great. Um... That's all I have this go round. Like Bob said, in a couple of weeks when the Halloween stuff set up, uh, Bob got the skeleton. I got the Martian. So uh, at some point. Got 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 got. Yeah. You know, I found out it's not based on the theatrical version. This is based, based on the old cards. card. Uh. So it, it has some Thurman music with a pew, pew, pew uh, for the gun, the Ray gun. But, but that's about it. No, cuck no cuck yodeling? Cuck. Yeah. You'll have to do that when you walk by and yourself.
1: Or when you walk oh. by, you just yodel at it. <laughs> that would
2: be good. <laughs> I'm waiting for Spirit to come out with a uh, killer tomato from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, you can make one of those. Yeah. And then what was the theme song? Puberty Love.
1: Uh, well, One of these great. Halloweens, I keep telling myself, I'm gonna get this big ball and like some uh, PVC pipe and make the the spy, the spider from uh, Johnny Quest. That would be cool. One of these days,
2: huh, you know. Well, my friends, this was fun and enjoyable uh, as always. You guys came up with some good picks. Um, you know, if if we had the rights to the To the properties, we can go ahead and and get things set up. Some of those sequels, unfortunately, all we have is our imaginations. I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, we do have imaginations. Yes. Hmm. The mind. But thank you. Until we meet again, we have some, hey, look, kids, let me tell you. We got some great episodes coming up. We got some guests lined up. Uh, Hopefully, they don't cancel on us. Uh, If they do, you'll just be stuck with the three of us. But uh, We have some cool shows set up. Uh, A lot of good things coming to close out this year. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Watch the skies because, you know, we could have some visitors coming or it could be the Elon Musk satellite train going by. (laughs) You guys, thank you for listening. And until we meet again. Peace out. On that note, this will conclude this transmission from Planet 8. We would like to thank all of our intergalactic audience for listening. Be sure to head on over to our website at wwwplanet where you can get more information on this episode's topic.
0: For more conversation, find us on Twitter at Planet 8 Cast.
1: Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash planet8podcast. We
2: want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode. We look forward to your input and opinions. Until next time, this is Planet 8 signing off. End transmission. By George, he's got it. It is the end. Here he comes. Here comes the racer.